Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, not just a UFC podcast. We talk about everything under the sun. When it comes to the combat sports and mixed martial arts world, my name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today on this Friday pre Abus Magomedov making his uh, main event debut for the uh, UFC? Yeah, here we are on a, on a nice Friday. Uh, I don't think we have really much going on this weekend. So <clears throat> this card starts at what, four? Yes, four o'clock. So. Uh, I'll miss the prelims, unfortunately-ish, I guess. And Kevin Lee is the pre the prelim headliner, which is I, you know, I forgot all all about Mr. Kevin Lee. Um, we have a lot of it, it's a weird card, right? It's not like good or bad, I don't think, but it's it's very uh, the matchups are pretty good, I'll say. Like, yeah, I like Gatto Lipsky. I like I like Bruno Ferrer against this other unknown. I like Kevin Lee in this. Actually, I don't like Kevin Lee's matchup, but we get Brito. That's our boy. Um, Elvis Brenner getting in there. Luana Carolina, big dog potential. Alexander Romanov, is he going to make weight? Is he not? You know, there's a lot of, uh, Michael Morales, the undefeated, is he from Panama? Uh, he hasn't fought in like a year. So, you know, has he really leveled up his game a lot or is he kind of still, ha- you know, have those, uh, those question marks that he had last fight against Fugit? I don't know. Grant Dawson, this is a great co main. Grant Dawson, 19 and 1. Demir Ismagulov, 24 and 2. Love that co main. And the main event, I mean, they, they have a lot of fights, right? 26 and 5 for Strickland, 25, 4 and 1 for Abus. Yeah. So. There's a lot you know, of just, fight, good, interesting fights on this, man. Right. You know, Bonfim and Saint Denis. Um, you know, other than Weston Wilson, I don't think there's really a, a you know, blowout on paper. Maybe, maybe Kuda Taladze, but uh, Elvis Brenner seems pretty tough. But either way, I, I, it should be a pretty decent card. I think there's some spots to make money on, so. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. And that is why we are here, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to make you and us, especially us, some money. And we start off with Sean Strickland, Abus Megalmedal, five rounds, main event. This is from the Apex. I, I saw uh, Mr. Kevin Lee was not too happy about it being uh, a, a, them still being in the Apex and whatnot. I mean, but. come on. Honestly, you know, I don't. I, I'm kind of over it. But also, Kevin Lee, I think, you know, you have a lot of other things to worry about. Yeah. First, besides the location of the fight, you know what I mean? I can't find the odds for this, but I just, I think we just discussed it beforehand. It's like a minus 170, 150 favorite for Sean Strickland. Yeah, let's see what the Bovada, the the rigged liberal Bovada has to say (laughs) about this. Actually, I'd say they're the opposite of liberal. Sean Strickland minus 150, Abus plus 128, so... um, it looks like money hasn't really poured into Strickland like I thought it would, which, which I guess I, I shouldn't say it's the um, it's um, that that's what I expected, but it kind of is. I mean, I think Abus, you know, has he ever won five rounds? I don't, I don't think so. I think he has some durability issues. Most of his losses are by finish, two sub, one KO. Um, he only has nineteen seconds of octagon time. Well, that, yeah. that that really matters, man. I mean, you know. Like, Sean Strickland is Mr. Apex. Sean Strickland's about to have his third main event in a row. Sean Strickland has fought a lot of different guys, man. I mean, he's fought Alex Pereira. Got smoked, but 
Uh, I fought Jared Cannonier, lost a close fight. Taught Nasruddin Imavov a nice battle. Won a split against Jack Romanson. I, I don't think he's the he's not the most fun guy to watch. He's not the most aesthetically pleasing fighter to watch, but he just has his style. He had you know he's just in there kind of you know like baseball, just just having a catch. He's just in there you know just having a spar. Um, but he also does you know he can finish you. Remember he finished Brendan Allen. Remember he beat the shit out of Nordine Taleb. So, uh, but he could also get hit. Uh, Eliza Zaleski, remember he spinning hook kicked him or spinning back kicked him, whatever he did. And Alex Pereira, obviously, not too long ago, put him out bad, I think about a year ago. So, you know, he could be hit. He can be hurt. He's 32. Um, I think a boost. I don't know if a boost is necessarily that young either. He's though. 32 as well. He is. So it's like, this is it for these guys. Not it, but, you know, this is pretty much the, the best shape we're going to see them in, the best form. Um, I think the finishing equity is with a boost. I mean, we've seen what he did. I mean, you know, it was Dustin Stoltzfus, but he took care of him like he should have 19 seconds. I don't think anybody really thought he would do that, do it that quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and before that, I mean, you know, he, he hasn't been out of the first round too often. Uh, also, you know, his, his level of competition, not great. Did beat Sado Busi and some other guys in PFL, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, he's just a wild man. He can wrestle. I've seen, you know, highlights of him before where he does and can, Russell, I just I don't know about his cardio, and I think that's a. Um, also, I don't know about his punch retention. Like you know, Delano Taylor put him out bad, like like one a really bad knockout. I think he got hit in the top of the head, but um, I just think Sean Strickland probably paces him, distance out out just outmatches him yeah. everywhere. I think he's gonna stuff takedowns. I think he's going to just keep his distance, keep his range. Uh, what's the yeah? He's he, he's. Uh, He's a little shorter, Sean Trick, with a little bit of a reach disadvantage, but I don't know if that's really going to matter. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, his striking defense, 63%. That's a really high number for a guy who fought Uriah Hall, Alex Pereira, Cannoneer, Imavov, Hermanson, Brennan Allen, uh, even back in the day, Kamar Usman, Court McGee, uh, Tom Brees, who was a top prospect, Santiago Ponza, Nibio way back in the day. Like He's fought a lot of fighters. Takedown defense, 85%. He's just solid. Very, very solid. I think he wins this fight. I'm going to I'm going to take him money line minus 150. Minus 150. Wow. What side of the page am I on here? I got to figure that out. I think out. he could probably get sparked. We've seen it before. Of course. You know? any, anybody can. Um, I just, you know, a boost is really going to have to do it early. And um, I just, I don't know. Uh, I believe somebody said he was a slow starter. I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of fights I can't get his tape on. And um, I mean, we know we know what we're getting with Strickland. He's he's also training with Alex Pereira now. Like, you know, he's training with Chris. He's sparring Chris Curtis and some other guy, two on one. Like, he's just a madman, a wild man. I know he's not the uh, exciting, flashy guy, but that doesn't matter, man. I I just think he's better everywhere. I don't see how he doesn't win if this goes past the first round. Even I don't, I don't know. I don't know what a boost has for him. So maybe that front kick. Maybe that front kick, maybe he just overwhelms him somehow. Or I, Really, the, the big problem is that we don't know enough about Abus. We haven't seen, like you said, seen him under the bright lights for more than 17 seconds. So there's really no way we can give a proper, uh, real breakdown of him. Or just, you know, like we know what's going to... Like we've seen him fight in the PFL, but the PFL is completely different from going in there and fighting five rounds against Sean Strickland. Like you said who's been in there against some real killers. So I guess uh, I wonder I, – I, I personally am going to take Sean Strickland. I don't, I don't like that money line number. So, of course, you know me. I have to take a prop of some sort. 
I just don't know which one. I, I'm leaning points, but I don't trust a boost to not kind of fade towards the end. And the, th- the only thing that's helping me out is he's only been knocked out once, and it was that you know left hook that he got just flatlined by uh, in 33 seconds. And, and it seems like other than that, I mean, he's fought 30 times, and that's the only time that's ever happened. So, and has he? I mean, how many has he been in five round fights? I would assume so. I, don't, I really don't think so. Really, but I. It's kind of hard to tell with some fights because it just says win, lost, way back in the yeah. day. I mean, like, to my knowledge, he has not. But I could be wrong. Um, definitely, is, if he has, it's been a long time. So, you know, Sean Strickland does these uh, for fun. Yeah, and, and like you said, like he's these last couple of fights, he's been in the apex. He's been in this environment. He knows exactly what you know what he's walking into. I think Abus did the last time he was out there. He did fight at the apex, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, right. Gone to Ivasa um, in Paris. No, so he was he was out in front of the people. Oh, well. So it is a different environment. It doesn't you know sometimes it hurts people. Sometimes it you know sometimes people just they don't have the juice that they usually have going out in front of the people. We've talked about that on here. I'm gonna go Sean Strickland TKO. Uh, right. I I think the number's good enough. I think I'm getting it at what uh, plus like. two seventy on uh, Fanduel. So. Strickland TKO plus two seventy. I don't really love that, but uh, I have to take something here, and I just don't trust that guy to not kind of fold up and uh, just not get. I, I really, I think honestly, the best best thing to do would maybe take one of those double chances and TKO or points yeah. minus one fifty five. So it's the same thing as basically the money line. So nah, I'll just take the TKO. And I'll just uh, I'll 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 take it. It is what it is. We got Demir Ismagulov. Is that the next fight? Right? Uh, do I have that correct? Yeah. Demir Ismagulov and Grant Dawson. This is a very fascinating sort of battle between two highly touted sort of prospects, right? In the, in the 55 division, Grant Dawson formerly was in the 45, right? If, if I may remember, and he had to go up. Uh, or was that Jack Shore? Yeah, I might right. I might be uh, mix, mixing yeah. those up. It looks like he's always been at. Yeah, no, I, I probably. At, he fought Derek Minner at forty-five, and it looks like he fought. Uh, yeah, he moved up after that fight. He fought Santos. Uh, did he fight Trezano at forty-five? He did, right? Because Trezano's a forty-five. Or yeah, um, I remember so that being a thing because he was like killing himself to get on the scales, and then they're like, "All right, dude, you yeah. got to go up." So it hasn't affected him though. He's had success there. Ismagulov is no joke either. Uh, one of those Kazakhstan fucking killers. Uh, you know, he's from they have him born from Russia, but he's got a crazy ass flag sitting next to his name. Last time out, he fought Sarukian. That was sort of a battle, but he was on the other side of it. What do we have the line here? Of course, well, I don't understand why half of these I think fights it's don't even. I, I don't. I, 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 I this website's dead to me. I, I'm not doing it. It is <laughs> minus one ten, minus one ten. I'll, I'll just keep. We're going strictly off Fanduel, ladies and gentlemen, today because that's the easiest website I could pull up. On the spot, minus one ten, minus one ten. Uh, I really don't know if I have like a. I I, I kind of lean Grant Dawson because I think that if it becomes like a, a dog fight, he'll be able to kind of. I don't know because Ismagulov has shown me he, he ain't gonna roll over and fade either. So it's really how does somebody win this? And I just don't like the fact that Ismagulov kind of invites himself into these decision battles and kind of really doesn't have that finishing quality since he's been in the UFC. So uh, he's got no finishes in the UFC, all five decisions. And one de- one loss was a decision as well. So 
I guess I'll wait to hear what you have to say before I give my official pick. Um, yeah, this is a really good fight. I think did it, I could have had this wrong, but I thought Ismagulov might have retired for a, a split, a split little moment. I thought he might have had an injury after the. Um, I don't know if it was after the Sarukian fight or or not. I, I could have this wrong. Uh, that Kuditaladze fight was close. Um, I mean, he's fought really good fighters since he's yeah. gotten the UFC. Joel Alvarez, Thiago Moises, Rafael Alves is not an easy And he's been grappling a little bit. The loss to Sarukian is what it is, but uh, he did outstrike him for what it's worth. But was taken down seven times. Uh, only took in, taken down once against Guram. Um, got two takedowns against Alves. Got five in his UFC debut. Um, I think this is, you know, wherever the fight stays is you know is is where um each guy has each guy has um his chances of winning if it stays on the ground i think this is probably grant dawson's fight if it's on the feet i i, I think it's easily demiris mcgulaw's fight it's just um who's gonna who's gonna impose their will i like his mcgulaw's takedown percentage his defense i like his defense in general 62 percent striking defense 75 percent takedown defense he goes for his own not the greatest but he goes for him um the problem I had, and, and Grant Dawson's like, he's got a nasty backpack grappler style to him, right? <clears throat> um, goes for his subs, gets subs usually pretty much all the time, right? Um, the problem is when he doesn't get those subs, what happens? Um, he does, he's just a mess on the, he's like a punching bag on the feet, man. Uh, he, he's got heart. He only has one loss, but you'd be very surprised, you know, watching him fight. Um, he actually got knocked out a while ago by Hugh Pulley. <laughs> Hugh Pulley. Uh, I believe it's crazy. Just lost. That is a crazy. I believe just. I believe he just lost the the Blue King Robert Hill. He did. Who he bounced back with a win though against Colin Lubert. I know him very well. Uh, Robert Hill might get a UFC UFC call if he wins his next fight. Honestly, so that'd be kind of cool to see. Uh, This guy that I follow is good friends with him. So Blueface, maybe. Um, So like the problem I have with Grant Dawson is he gets hit. A lot and pretty easily. Mark Madsen, Jared Gordon, Ned Naramani, your boy back in the day. Remember, you remember Ned Naramani? He was walking him down. Jared Gordon was walking him down. So, like, I just have a lot of issues with that. I think Demiris Magulov is very technical, and I think Grant Dawson is not. And uh, I think he, you know Magulov is pretty hard to to take down and control. Um, you know, obviously, it, it has happened to him before, but. I favor him. I favor him here. I think he's the better striker. I think he's probably got the better cardio. I think Grant Dawson is just kind of a mess. I know he wins almost every fight, but it is a uh, it's a rough it's a rough watch. You know, if you have money on him, you're 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 clutching onto your seat pretty pretty hard. So that's that's Dawson's game. Take him down, control him, try to find a back, uh, try to find the back, and get that choke. But um, I'm gonna take. Um, is Magulov money line? I think he's the younger. He's not the younger. Player. I think he's the better fighter. He's fought the better competition. He's had less sketchy moments, and I think he might have a um, a reach advantage. Yeah, he does. So maybe that'll matter. It's it's, it's you know two inches. So uh, that's my pick. I think he's a he's a solid play here. It's it's it really is close because it's you know that's why it's who, minus um, one ten, man. Is it is it standing or is it not? You know, is, yeah. is Magulov going to be able to take stuff every takedown? I I doubt it, but he could. I mean, listen, Mark Madsen was was really, you know, uh, hitting Grand Dawson a decent amount, and I just did not like it. Jared Gordon was really beating him up. So um, it seems like he doesn't win minutes until he gets that, that rear naked choke, you know what I mean? So just for that. Um, and he had that draw with Ricky Glenn. Took Ricky, da- Ricky Glenn down three times. <clears throat> and that is that is a old 
older, washed up Ricky Glenn. So just for that, I'm going Demir Kozik Ismagulov. Yeah, and uh, Saruki and and, uh, and Dawson aren't the same level of wrestler or takedown artist, no. I would say. So I'm going to trust that. I mean, seven of twenty-one. So I mean, he, he did well. Yeah, he was fucking just. Yeah, he was. Uh, it was spamming takedowns on him. So it's kind of hard to fight, you know, like that when some guys shooting more takedowns than there are minutes in the actual fight. So crazy. That that's a little difficult. But I'm gonna go. I'm with you. I'm gonna go Isma Gulab money line. I, I just uh, I just liked everything you just had to say, and I, I don't really like. I I don't like betting these minus one. Well, I like I like betting them, but at the same time, like. I never have like a confident feeling usually on which side is going to be the right side. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't like, I, I will say as much as I like Grant Dawson, I didn't like the way he looked against Mark Madsen because Mark Madsen was gassed for the last yeah. uh, 10 minutes of that fight. And it took him that, that long. And like you said, he was getting like, he was getting hit by Mark, Marco Madsen, who not exactly known as an elite striker. So I think anybody really could uh, kind of keep them off of a. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how this fight's going to play out, but I have to pick a side. I'm going to pay Demir Ismagulov. Uh Michael Morales, Max, is it Payne? Hell yeah. yeah. Max Payne Griffin getting in there. Let's see what the line is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's right. This website doesn't have any of the main lines, but plus 210 for Max minus Griffin. 250 minus 250, 265 on FanDuel. For Michael Morales, I ask you, Ty. Uh, my instinct right away is just a Michael Morales, but uh, I mean, how when's the last time he was out there? Has it been? It's uh, been about a year, I think. No, not that. Oh no, that's yeah. right. Okay, because a couple of these were canceled. So yeah, it has been almost a year. It's the end of July. Last July when he fought Fugue. Fugit, who kind of stepped it. in late notice, right, Mister Fugit, and. Uh, <laughs> He's got. I mean, he's got. That was a fight where he was kind of uh, not like. Well, he didn't dominate that fight. He was. Yeah. Uh, Fuga gave him a little bit more than he can ha- like not that he can handle than he was ready for, but he adjusted and then he got him out of there in the third round. I like Michael Morales, but uh, I just I guess I have to see a TKO line or something like that. Max Griffin's not easy to get out of there. He's been in a lot of these sort of ugly fights. Uh, his points is the favorite here. Michael Morales plus one seventy for points and uh, plus one ninety five for TKO. My instinct right away is TKO, but yeah. I just I, like I don't too. know if I trust him to get Max Griffin out of there because Max Griffin has uh, you know I mean when's the last time he was finished you know I mean he's lost a split decision to Neil Magny lost a split to Alex Oliveira lost a unanimous decision to Alex Morano these aren't great names this uh, Tiago Alves Curtis Millinder that's probably the worst on this Our whole boy. list uh, last time he was finished was in 2016 he got ground and pounded by Colby Covington so. Not a bad guy to lose to. Yeah, exactly. That's not uh, you know, not the, the Connor, worst thing. Uh, Nate two card. Yeah, which is crazy. Wow. I don't even remember that. I watched that whole card. And I don't even remember that happening. But UFC two hundred two. Oh man. Do you think that this is going to be like a points thing? I I I could see that happening a hundred percent. I um, I don't know, man. I, Morales is the is the longer, bigger, younger, better, all around fighter. I just um. Oh man, Max Griffin's a solid dog. Yeah, solid, solid. I mean, he's not young, right? He's what thirty-seven, so that's definitely going to play a factor. I feel like the younger fighter wins. Like if you have a ten-year age advantage, or you're ten years younger, um, they always show us stats like sixty-something percent of the time, seventy percent of the time, the younger fighter wins. So being thirteen years younger, um, I, there's some things about Michael Morales Hurtado that I don't love. 
you know, I think he gets hit a little, a little too easily. I don't love his striking defense at all. I don't like his gas tank. Um, it's just, I think, I think he has, he has some, um, some awesome intangibles. I think he has some serious potential. I mean, he has some things to work on, but only 24. And when you see some of these younger fighters take a long time off, like a year, um, I think they come back better sometimes. You know, it's, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world, not the worst idea in the world to take some time off to really just hone in on whatever you're trying to hone in on. And then you come back a different animal. We've seen it many times recently with younger fighters. Aaron Blanchfield takes huge steps in between all of her fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that Miranda Maverick fight, that Molly McCann fight. And then the Jessica Andrade fight, we're like, whoa, you know, what's going on here? Macy Barber has been improving a lot. It's just, it's something that happens all the time. So I don't really fault him for taking a year off. I do still think, you know, if this goes into the, you know, the third round, he could be in some trouble, but that's just mainly Max Griffin's veteranness, if you will. Um, he has four knockdowns. He has a knockdown in his last four fights, Max Griffin does. Um, so, you know, I don't think necessarily, I wouldn't doubt it if he, you know, hit, um, Michael Morales and hurt Michael Morales. We've seen it happen with Morales' striking defense. It's very awkward and kind of clunky, but um, I think he has a nasty straight right. Uh, that's what he knocked out Trevin Giles with. I think it's what he. Um, it's what was the beginning of the end for Adam Fugit. And I think he's going to catch catch Max Griffin. I think he's just he's got some a huge athletic advantage, being a lot younger. Um, and remember, Max Griffin had a. A little bit of a quitter label, you know. If it gets to the second or third round, he will just kind of give up and let you, you know, win the rounds, win the minutes. Um, it, but it is a decent matchup. I think he has some things here that could really work in his favor. But uh, man, I don't know. I'm going to stay away. Uh, my bet would be Michael Morales by TKO. I think he's yeah. going to find that chin. I think he's going to hurt. I think he hits much harder and is much quicker. Um, but it's it's going to be tough. He's going to have to walk through a little bit of adversity. I think. Um, but that's my pick. I don't have a bet. I don't feel too strong about it. I want to see how he looks after that year layoff, uh, if he really has improved a lot. I'm going to go Michael Morales, TKO, <clears throat> excuse me, plus 195. Uh, I Everything I agree, agree with what you said, uh, there being a 13-year age uh, difference, the fact that Morales has shown that he can knock these people out and he hits hard and he's explosive and – him being young and the year off, we don't know what advancements he's taken in his game. I'm just going to trust that he is the better fighter here, and Max Griffin is on his way out. This is kind of a showcase sort of uh, spot for Michael Morales. So I'm going to root for the TKO here, plus 195, and we will keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen, to the next fight on the card, which is Ariane Lipsky, Melissa Gatto. I know you were saying a while ago that Melissa Gatto could be the uh, the god the godmother of your uh, firstborn child. She which, could be the mother, even. Well, that's also another factor. <laughs> I don't know what she's got going on, but she is the favorite this weekend at minus two fifty two thirty over Ariane Lipsky, who we have uh, on this podcast faded many a times. The queen of queen violence. of fraudulence. Yeah, the queen of fraudulence. <laughs> That's definitely uh, – we watched Priscilla Cachoeira put her in a body bag on a UFC fight <laughs> yeah. night last summer. That was brutal. A big win against Mandy Baum. Uh, but other than that, it has been kind of ugly. Antonina Shevchenko, ground and pounding you, is never she beat the, she a beat good the look. And Montana De La Rosa, ground and pounding you, also <laughs> not a good look. Uh, do you think Melissa Gatto is rightfully uh, priced here? And do you believe that she will get it done here? 
Yeah, I think she should be the favorite here. I think she should get it done. What is she like minus two twenty five? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's younger. <clears throat> I think she's probably the longer fighter, even though she, you know uh, Lipsky looks like she's tall, long. She, Lipsky, all she ha- really has is, is good boxing. <clears throat> I think that's all she has going for her. That's what we saw in the JJ Aldridge fight. But man, JJ Aldridge, we've seen many times where she lays an egg and sits the bed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think just because she went on a run of Courtney Casey, Vanessa Demopoulos, Jillian Robertson, uh, you know, I, I look at JJ Aldridge wins. They're all bad. They're all, and yeah. look at her lot. Sabina Mazur, like, tripled her up on significant strikes. When they that was crazy just, that night. Juliana Lima smoked her in her debut. You know what I mean? Like, she's just not, JJ Aldridge is not good. If you can't be JJ Aldridge, you probably aren't UFC level. So I, I don't, you know, good for Lipsky getting that upset. And I think there was some people on her. But, man, she is just not somebody you can rely on or count on. I mean, you know, she does hit hard. She does have some knockdowns and some finishes in general. Remember, she knee-barred Luana Carolina. I I had uh, Lipsky sub in that fight. I was so happy about that. Um, but other than that, man, I don't, I don't really think she has much to offer. I mean, Molly McCann will take her down. Joanne Wood took her down. Montana De La Rosa took her down a couple times. She can be taken down. She kind of gives up her back give his opposition to kind of just throw up some kind of submission that doesn't really work. And I think Melissa Gatto, I think Melissa Gatto is much better. Uh, you know, she had a tough, tough, close fight with Tracy Cortez. Um, she took Tracy Cortez down a couple times. She finished Sajara Eubanks with a body kick. Um, the Victoria Leonardo fight, I mean, you know, everybody finishes her and I think she broke her arm or something. Uh, but before that, she fin- she beat Carol Hosa on the regional scene with a Kimura. Like, she has a lot to, to her game. You know, it's been, I think, also about a little bit more than a year since she fought Tracy Cortez. So, uh, what is she, 27? I think she's going to probably come back better than we've seen her. Um, what's Ariane Lipsky? I think Lipsky's still young. Yeah, she's 29 now. So, I think, uh, I think, you know, other than looks, I think Melissa Gatto has her covered everywhere, literally everywhere. You know, maybe you have to watch out for the, the, the strikes of, of Ariane Lipsky, but why can't she hurt Ariane Lipsky? Ariane Lipsky has been hurt before. Remember, Pris- Priscilla Cachoeira. Got her out in what, like a minute? Yeah, it was a minute I know five. Pris- I know she hits hard and she, you know, comes forward and she's kind of a crazy person, Priscilla Cachoeira, but that's that's quick, man. I, she just doesn't, you know, Lipsky is kind of a, just a very, very weak nail. She came over to the UFC, well, she she was the KSW champion. I remember that's when we were not so high on the on the, on the uh, KSW. We're like, oh, she's the KSW champion, but for what it's worth, when she was in KSW, she beat Silvana Gomez Juarez, Mariana Marais, Diana Belbita, so... Decent fighters for over there anyway, but since she's come over here, man, I, you know, when she's four or five, not a big fan. I, you know, I, I am a fan of her, but I just think she's a complete fraud and Melissa Gatto should have her covered everywhere. I don't have a bet on it though. I don't know how this is going to happen. I mean, Gatto has, you know, four subs, two KOs, two decisions. So, uh, it's, it's pretty much wide open. I think she could finish her. She probably should, but, um, no bet here. I think she wins. I'm going to go, I don't know, TKO maybe. I'm going to go inside the distance plus 130 for Gatto. That's on the card as well, ladies and gentlemen. I, uh, Gatto. Yeah. I, I just – I don't trust Ariane Lipsky, and she's shown me like kind of the, some, the thing you said about the Griffin where she just was willing to kind of give away moments of fights, and that could uh, hurt you when you're fighting someone like Gatto who could catch you or – you know, take you down. Like, there's just, I don't know. I just like Gatto's ability to finish fights. She's finished her last two, I believe, right? I mean, one was a broken arm. I think she broke Victoria Leonardo's arm and then body kicked Sajara Eubanks. 
uh, which, you know, that's at the end of the day, it's not that great. But she's also enormous, so that's not an easy thing to do. I'll take and then it. A loss to Tracy Cortez, which that's not the worst thing ever either. So uh, I want to go Gatto. Gatto inside the distance. So BSD getting in there, Ty. I know you are a huge fan of Benoit Saint-Denis. He's getting in there again against Ismail bon- Bonfim, one of the Bonfim brothers. Uh, what are the odds here, you ask? Oh, I got them for you right away. Hold on. Uh, no, I actually – oh, I do, actually. Minus 300, <laughs> 320, 335, kind of all over the place here for this one. A plus 250 underdog for Mr. Saint-Denis. Uh, that is a real crazy line, to be honest, and this is something I might want to stay I, – I think I, I'm my instinct right away is to just stay away from this. When I looked at it, uh, Saint-Denis is much bigger than him. <laughs> Uh, like stature-wise, he's he's got a three-inch uh, height advantage and a two-inch reach advantage. It's uh, not the not that that's the end-all, be-all, but it's just never you know never a great thing. Benoit Saint Denis is ten and one, like and in the one loss that he had, he took a beating within an inch of his life, and he still <laughs> kept fighting. Uh, I just I really I like him as an underdog here. We kind of discussed it a little bit before. Uh, I I just this number. I mean, listen, Bonfim. Uh, he. This is the brother who uh, cleaned out Terrence McKinney with the flying knee. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I just don't. I don't trust that Benoit Saint Denis should be a plus two fifty underdog. Yeah, and if you look at uh, Bonfim's nickname is Maheta, which is not you know too original, but um, still a pretty great nickname. <clears throat> Three of his four losses are by submission. Um, I know he lost to Hanato Moicano and Adriano Marais, so. <laughs> You know that's too uh, too tough tough fella. Adrian Adrian Marais is a fucking dog. Yeah, and those were a while. Um, I mean, more than ten years ago that happened. Real long time ago. So, um, jungle fight, man. Jungle fight really makes makes a, a man out of a boy. You know what I mean? It's a tough place to be. Uh, and ever since then, he's just went on a, a nice little tear. But I think of late, three of his last four wins are by decision. It did take until the second round to get McKinney out of there. I don't know, man. I don't know. And um, they're both 27. We haven't seen Zaleski. Uh, Zaleski. We haven't seen Sandini in about a year, right, to keep with the theme of the night. Uh, younger fighters taking some time off. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Last time we saw him, he beat the brakes off of that um, Gabriel, Gabriel Miranda, Miranda fella. Yeah. yeah, that was brutal. It knocked him down like four times. Um, yeah, I mean, he gets takedowns. He took Zaleski down a couple times. He took Stolte down three times. He goes for subs. I don't know if he's the you know the most technical, uh, the, the 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 smartest necessarily fighter. I mean, he's what was he? He's French national um, um, special forces. <laughs> this guy's probably knifed people at uh, you know in close quarters many many times. Just a scary individual. You really can't kill him. Um, I do like the Bumfeen brothers. I think me and you said they're probably better than the Diaz brothers, right? Um, so. Oh, man. The fact that Sandini and I are the same age is really terrifying because I have not done any of the things that he has done in his life. Nor do I really want to, but still, man, it's, that's a scary motherfucker. Takedown defense is good. Striking defense, not very good. But I think Sandini, I think he's stronger. I think he's bigger. I think he's going to win some scrambles. Um, I don't know if his cardio is really going to hold up. That's the one thing that really holds me back, but... I mean, remember that beating it took against Zaleski? He went the whole 15, right? That has to, yeah. has to count for something. And that's Zaleski's a really good fighter. So I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a shot on Benoit, Benoit Sandini money line. 
Um, I feel like maybe money line isn't the right way to go. Maybe it's sub, but um, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go with his money line. I think it's a huge line. Um, I'd be I'd be curious to take him like a put a little bit on him to win by sub if I could find what that would be. Which I, uh, I can get that up for you right away, sir. We have a submission here at plus 800. Wow. I mean, I don't hate that at all. <laughs> I mean, he gets subs, right? For sure. How many of his wins are, how many wins are eight of his wins are by sub and three of uh, Bonfim's losses are by sub. You can say, you know, they were long, they were a while ago. Sure. Like, I'm sure he has gotten better and scored that part of his game up, but like, I don't know, man. Plus 800 seems like a, you know, you're pretty much saying that's a long shot. I get it, but Sandini bangs and whatnot, but he also goes for takedowns. So I, I'm going to take Sandini in the ridiculousness of this fight. I'm here for it. I can't wait. I'm taking Moneyline as well. And in my private life, I am going to take the sub because uh, I can't. So I can't. Put, in your private life. Yeah, in my private nasty. life. I can't. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I do. But uh, I. I, I <laughs> The sub is just eight hundred. Just too much. I'll be pissed at myself if he winds up winning this fight and I miss on the money line. But that sub looks nice. It's a per like the, the. It's one of those bets where it's like it's too good to be true. Like the numbers make too much yeah. sense, and then you see the the line. You're like, why is it that? And then you watch the fight. You're like, oh, that's why it was that. So I can see how that goes down. Uh, where it's just like a these guys are throwing hands, and Denis gets put down, and it's just. A sort of just a war, but uh, I could like I could definitely see this a uh, later. The, the thing is that scares me about the submission bet is that it, it, it's probably going to be a later end of the fight submission where it's yeah. you know the third round and uh, Bonfim's taking some a little uh, some shots and he's tired and then Denis just kind of pushes the uh, that extra pace on him at the end and subs him where kind of Denis's been uh, controlling it with the grappling. That's the really only way I see a submission going down, uh, or if he hurts him or something. But yeah, Call money line, up, baby. Money line's enough for me. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll have same. fun. I think maybe he can win a decision if he you know just gets a takedown and kind of just lays on him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think this is a big a big showcase fight for both guys. Same yeah. age, right? Um, coming off wins. Um, I really, really, really like this fight. So. We shall see what we got. I'm going to roll with. Um, does he have a nickname? He does have a nickname, right? Isn't it the uh, God of War? Who? No. Yeah, Mr. Sandini. Sandini's the War? God yeah. of War. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, listen, I you know I don't believe in God, but the God of War is. I believe in the God of War, dude. <laughs> how about I believe um, in the God of War? How about uh, Nurselton getting in there this weekend? Uh, Ruz, sure. Ruzboyev, right? Is but that now Philly? Is he really? Daniel Gracie. Holy shit, that changes my bet a little bit. But he's fighting Bruno <laughs> Fajeda. Bruno Fajeda, the Hulk, who I l- told all of you people was going to beat RoboCop the last time he got in there. That, that was one of my uh, good best bets of the year. I don't even know if I took it. I just probably pussied out and told you guys all I was, I was gonna, he was going to win. Because I just uh, what, from what I've seen on this guy's topology page, it's just all finishes, man. This guy just finishes yeah. people. And that is the kind of guy you always want to bet. Now, when you're fighting a guy that's his name is Nurselton, that now that that changes the thing a little bit. Okay, his nickname is just Black. So <laughs> I don't know what, what what is going on with that, to be honest. But uh, he's got his foundation is kickboxing and wrestling. Sounds pretty good to me. He's 29 years old, like you said, fighting out of Henzo Gracie. His last fight was uh, at WEF Global 17. 
That fight went there. down in St. Petersburg, Russia. Shout out to St. Pete. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, not the same, but it was against a guy who was 12 and 12. Yeah, not, so, not ideal, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of finishes, but again, I mean, just a, a couple fights ago, just two years ago, he was fighting a guy who was 4 and 4 and while he was 29 and 8. So, I mean, it seems like a lot of these, he went through a little bit of a rough patch uh, uh, in 2019, and he, I mean, this guy was fighting like every week, it seemed like. <laughs> Uh, and really, I mean, there's so many fights on here. That's just unbelievable. He's, his career started in 2014, and he's been fighting every weekend since, it seems like. Uh, listen, I don't like this fight at all. This seems like two guys that we really don't know much about. But I am not, for the life of me, I believe that, that Nurselton is a uh, late replacement. If I'm not mistaken, I believe yeah, Bruno Fajeda was supposed to, to put uh, Abdul Razak uh, Hassan. Yes, twice. So, yes, that that would have been pretty fucking crazy. Uh, I'm trying to find the line on this particular fight because they still have the Al Hassan fight up here. It's like minus two twenty for Ferreira. Okay, and uh, plus one eighty for Mister Nurselton. And I Nurselton, love that name. Yeah, by the way, That's his name's spelled differently on Tapology than Bovada. I think I'm going to go with Tapology. Bovada has steered me wrong many times. Uh, Mister Bruno. Clinton, Angolski, Santiago, Ferreira. Jesus. Try spell try spelling that on your uh, math test. He what? is um he's he, try, yeah, try spelling your name out, you know what I mean? It's you cool. said math I mean, test. Yeah, well at the top of your math test you got to put your name, right? <laughs> you got to put your name at the top. Come on. What do they teach you in South Jersey? Fuck. You went to the same Not schools much. I went to, pal. I know. Well, they didn't teach me shit, so yeah, me you know, either. here we are. Um, the, the, so I, I couldn't find a, um, a reach for Mr. Nurselton, which is kind of weird, but it looks like on UFC stats, he's six, five with a 76 inch reach. What? So he's got a seven inch height advantage and a four inch reach advantage over the Hulk. That's going to be something. Um, I just, I don't know what we got with this guy. You know, I really don't know what we have. I mean, is that guy really has, that big? Yeah, he's a big, he's a big boy. He's a big, big fella. Um, I love that he's from, from Philly. So 24, 34 wins, right? 32 by finish. That is a just, I know, you know, listen, he's fighting an O on one guy when he's 24 and seven. I just don't, I, you know, you know, whatever that matchmaking is, I I'm don't going know. to finish but you. He has a no contest against a one and O fella that was overturned by the promoter. So, you know, might be a little PFL action in that in that fight. I don't know, man. You you'd always have weird things with these guys and their regional scene records. I mean, when you're like eighteen and five or nineteen and five and you're fighting four and four, one and one, three and one, two and one. I mean, let's be honest, the Kazakhstan regional scene probably isn't that great. Plus he also hasn't left the first round in a lot of these fights. Uh he's also had like four fights overturned by the promoter, so I don't know what's going on with Mr. Nurselton. Uh, this could be a spot where we're like, wow, I wish I, uh, you know, I wish I knew about this guy. Just like we said about Ferreira in his last fight. Just for that reason, I'm probably going to stay away. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't even know who I'm picking. Um, what would be the under? Is the under? Is there any underplay? Yeah. I mean, not really. So I'm gonna um, under one. I'm gonna and take Nurse. Uh, uh, my bad. Yeah, it's not even good, right? Minus no. two twenty. Yeah. I'm gonna take Nurselton. I'm going to go with the upset, Mr. Ruzabo, Mr. Mr. Ruzabov, Ruzaboev. Ruzboyev. Ruzboyev. I, I like that. that. Look at sounds, you correcting me. That nah, just I sounds good. I don't even know if that's right. It just <laughs> sounds like that's what it should be. 
Matt Anik over here teaching me the ins and outs of the Kazakh language. I'm Both guys have it. just recently uh, lost custody of their children. Wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was like, wow. That really throws a ra- I, I, It makes things even more confusing. Um, if you have a child out there with Nursultan Ruzboyev, now is the time to speak up. So I'm going to go Ruzboyev. Ruzboyev. Man, that name's really tough. Ruzboyev. I'm going to go Ruzboyev. Ruz- Ruzboyev. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Mr. Nurse Nick Nurseltan. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say he gets the gets a sub. Why not? I would take Bruno Fajeda inside the distance at minus 180, but I'm not. I am not. I am not gonna put it on the card, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, don't do that. That please. is that is that for the main card, ladies and gentlemen. And now we keep no, it moving. No. We are not on. The, we are no nope. one more main main card or one more prelim. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Come on, yeah, man. Right. You had. I, I had it. I had us going. <laughs> uh, you did. I, I, you know. I'm here to, to run the train off the tracks. It's all right. That's what it's all about. We need people like you. Kevin Lee, this is the first, pre- the last prelim you're going to see, but this is the first prelim we're going to talk about. Kevin Lee, Renat Fakhradinov, who, ow, I just hit the shit out of my hand. Uh, I don't know if you people heard that. That fucking hurt. We're doing great. Uh, the Gladiator. Oh, my God. I just cut the shit out of it. Uh, when's the last time he was in there? Brian Battle. That's right. That was uh, ugly. Uh, and, and that's the decimation. I mean, listen, Brian Battle made him look bad, but it, I think anybody would look bad with that sort of uh, game plan that Fakhradinov, uh unleashed that night. I don't really know uh, what Kevin like. Last time we've seen Kevin Lee uh, in the UFC was the Charles Oliveira fight. Is that is that right? D-Rod. No, D Rod. That's right. He looked terrible. He looked D-Rod. horrible against D Rod, um, and then he fought Diego Sanchez in Eagle FC, and he did. That's when he blew his knee out again. Right, uh, he's, he hasn't fought in like 16 months. Blew his knee out against Diego, and honestly, didn't look good. Um, also, before that, he was in a grappling match with Chris Lencioni, who uh, hopefully is recovering very well. Yeah, did you see? Uh, that's video, crazy. I don't know if you saw his his foundation style is the shakes that'll make you quake. Chris Lencioni on Tapology. That's I don't know what that is. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tapology can be very hot sometimes. But uh, he was supposed to have a fight with James Gallagher coming up soon, and now he's like. You know, I mean, he he looks like he um, was in a coma. Like he just, you know, he, he's really just he just started to like move muscles in his face and smile. Very fucking terrifying. He's twenty eight years old. Yeah, man. And um, if you guys would be implored to donate to the 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 GoFundMe, it is somewhere on Twitter. I mean, he doesn't even have that much money donated to him yet, which is very sad. So hopefully, the fight game steps up for him. That was a very sad thing to see. But back to Kevin Lee. You know, um, I just don't trust him. No, it's, it's 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 something we've seen with him his whole career, right? He started out very hot, um, then he got smoked by Leonardo Santos. Yep. So we're like, all right, all right, you know, I'm not sure what's going on here. Then he wins some good fights: Trinaldo, Chiesa, Mustaya, Mustafayev, Jake Matthews finishes them all. Yep. Then he gets smoked by Tony Ferguson. He gets strangled anyway, and we're like, all right, that's fine. Beats Barbosa. In a title fight. Interim. I forgot that about that. Forgot that was a title fight. Comes back, wins a doc- doctor stoppage. Fifth round against Barbosa. You know, just back and forth. Loses to Iquinta again. Loses to RDA. Beat one of the knock, I think it was the knockout of the year of 2019. Knocks out Gregor Gillespie. Crazy. Pretty much sent him, in, sent him to an early grave and earlier. Hasn't retirement. fought since. Uh, that's fucking nuts. Um, and then he, you know, loses to Oliveira. And that, that's fine. But then he takes, just, it's always about taking time off. He took about almost a year and a half off. Fights D Rod. Gets, just does, looks terrible. Takes some more time off. Fights Diego Sanchez and Eagle FC. Kind of a gimmick. <clears throat> wins, but doesn't look that great. No. 
Um, I think he's a bit of a quitter. I think he's a bit of a fraud. I think he has a big gas tank issue. I mean, he's been subbed three times. He has a bunch of subs, but he also gets subbed. What that tells me is that somebody who just doesn't have good cardio. Um, apparently, he didn't need surgery for for his knee that he fucked up. And it was just the first kick he threw against Diego, I believe. Trains at Killcliffe now. Uh, he's also a converted Muslim. So 2023 is the year of um, him being a Muslim. Salam alaikum. The thing uh, – there you go. I think he has some good parts to his game, all right? It's, all, it, it's never been about skill uh, necessarily with him. It's about – it's really you know in between the ears, the mental game of him. Um, and Renat's striking defense is not great. Renat no. is not great striking defense. But he is naturally bigger. This is at 170. Ken Lee's been a 155 most of his life. I think all his life, right? Um, and I just, you know, I just think that's really, it's really all he needs. I mean, he, uh, he has some pretty decent experience. <clears throat> he got <clears throat> Eric Spicely out of there in one minute <clears throat> on the regional scene. He had a, a nice decision win over Michaelitis and then he had a just dominant performance over Brian Battle. So I just think he has what it takes to really, you know, control Kevin Lee and, and, and just out physical, out grapple him and, you know, maybe strike him too. I think it's something he has to worry about. But as this fight goes later and later, I think Kevin Lee's cooked, man. I think um, Renat Fakhradinov is going to finish him inside the distance. Um, Are you going to take that? And that is my. Yeah, plus 185. I like that. I'm going to take that. I got plus 200 here on FanDuel for you. So turn it up. Plus 200. I'll take that. You think. Uh, I mean, I, that's what I'm struggling between is inside the distance and the points bet. Because, I, I, I mean, I think Fakhradinov wins. I think he dominates him. I just don't know how, if he's going to be able – I mean, it, you not being able to get Brian Battle out of there was a little concerning. But Brian Battle sure. didn't quit, right? Like he kept – I mean, although he was getting taken down and dominated, he and he took a beating. He never he really – down. Yeah, he never really gave up, right? 14 uh, – so a fight a, a three-round fight is how many minutes? 15 minutes. Yep. Renat Fakhratinov had 14 minutes and 11 seconds of control time. That's fucking nuts. Uh, significant strikes, 43 to 3. I mean, how can you get anything off in 39 seconds? 39 seconds? Is that the right math? Um, I'm not sure, man. Uh, you know, and Brian Battles, you know, not the best, but he's pretty tough. So, and Michaelitis is somebody that, you know, Fakhratinov pretty much beat him at his own game. Uh, he controlled him for 13 of the 15 minutes. Um, Gladiator versus Spartan in that in that matchup. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, Kevin Lee moving up. And at this point of his career, uh, what is he? 30, right? It, it seems like he's been young forever. He's actually younger than Fakhratinov. I, I think this is a, a good spot for Renat to uh, to get a finish. It would be his first UFC finish. And, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's going to get it done. It's going to look e- maybe not easy in the first round. Um, but I think second, third round, yeah. he's going to take over. This would be a big spot for Kevin Lee. I mean, this this could be, you know, maybe not the biggest one of his career, but given it the might circumstances. Be, yeah, given given how his career has gone and where he currently stands, this would be huge, huge. I mean, what is he? Uh, plus, plus 170, you know what I mean? So um, this would be a big fight for him. I mean, if he loses, he's got to be done. I mean, they, they cut him for a reason back, in, uh, back after that D-Rod fight where he got absolutely just destroyed. Um so yeah, I think I got Renat inside the distance. I don't know if he gets. T- I think he might get a ground and pound. I think it might might be a little tough to really uh, choke him out. Uh, maybe he gives up his back after a full mount. I'm not sure. This is going to be a very interesting fight to watch. I can't wait. Um, so there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. I am Fakhradinov inside the distance as well. Uh, I don't. Tr- I just don't 
I never trusted Kevin Lee, and I can't get that taste out of my mouth from watching that Eagle FC uh, Diego Sanchez fight. Just yeah, terrible. It, terrible. If you can't get him out of there, then what is a guy like Fakhradinov going to do to you? I know like we've talked about it before MMA math does not always work, but I got to go off something, ladies and gentlemen. And especially coming off a of ACL surgery or a torn ACL and moving up, there's just a lot of things going against him, you know. Yeah, and Fakhradinov is a fucking monster, man. He's he's, he's, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, he is a fucking monster. So that, it's going to be a fucking huge fight here <laughs> this weekend. But uh, we keep it moving. Uh, we we, we got to roll through these prelims, ladies and gentlemen. We got Joe Anderson, Brito, and Weston Wilson. Really not much to talk about here. Weston Wilson uh, is a plus 800 underdog to a minus 1,400 favorite for Joe oh Anderson, Brito. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Weston's going to get put down, right? I mean, what Weston looks like he like works at a GameStop. I mean, in in somewhere in Virginia. Uh, I guess he's fighting out of Simpsonville, South Carolina. So I guess is he? That's a red flag. Yeah, he's training with uh, Wonder Boy and all them. Is that what's going on there? Yeah, he does train with Wonder Boy. Uh, he also went to BYU. Big red flag there. That's a big red flag um, as well. Yep. He's been finishing five of his seven losses. He's zero and three in LFA. Zero and three. Doesn't even have a win in LFA. Lost to Bobby King, lost to Andrew Tennyson, lost to our boy, Charles Cheeks, armbar. Wow. Mr. Weston Wilson back in the day. And Charles Cheeks, um, you know. These are some bad names. It's a bad name. Uh, and even as, a, as an amateur, he was, what, three and two or two and two. It doesn't look like this guy is very good. I mean, he, he was very young, but he lost to a 13 and 20 guy. I mean, his losses aren't very good, to be honest. Carson Fry, free, Frey. Um, Teruto Ishihara, that guy, that was a UFC reject, and he got smoked by him in the first round. That was not that long. It was a year ago. Um, and ever since then, he guillotined a 9-19 and guy and guillotined a 4-3 and guy, Mike Wilson. I believe I, I met Mike Wilson one day at the bar. Uh, and he rear naked choked an 8-5 and guy. Like, <laughs> this is just, he also has a boxing match. Uh, I believe this was just a, you know, a late, re- late replacement for, um, was it Ashkabov that, um, was supposed to be in this fight? Uh, Joe Anderson Breed, I mean, you know, we know we know what's going on with uh, Tubaral, Tubaral, Tubaral. Uh, he's just much better. I mean, he got Lucas Ale- Alexander out there quickly, knocked Luke Andre Feely out quick. He had a pretty tough fight with Bill Algio in his debut. He also had a tough fight in the Contender Series with Diego Lopez. Also, before that in LFA, he had a tough fight with Chepe Mariscal. How tough? Knocked him out in 40 seconds. So I think Joe Anderson Brito is here. I think he's about it. I think he's going to be ready. I don't know if this guy, Weston Wilson, brings to the table. It looks like he's a sub, a submission guy. I mean, good luck submitting Joe Anderson Brito. That's all I have to say. I'm going Brito submission. I think if that guy wants to play like this that. game, he's going to be fucked yeah, up. Yeah, if there's something to go for in this fight, it would probably be that, right? I mean, Plus I 200. Wow. He's yeah. minus 115 uh, TKO. So they they think he's minus 500 to finish the fight. So they, they the bet is basically between those two options. TKO. Yeah, he has submission. more subs. He has more subs exactly. than TKO. So I mean, I don't think you're like you know, uh, you know, hoping that uh, you know, Roxanne Montefiore gets a knockout or something like that. I think I think you're you're on to something. Plus two hundred. Um, that could be that could be some nice value. I could uh, I could bet that in my personal life. In my in, in his personal life, in his <laughs> private life, but uh, he's not going to do it in his public life, which I respect that. We have to respect that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, Giannis Santos. Carol Hosa. This is a 145 battle. So these two women battling. This division's not dead. This division's not dead. This could actually, if we're really thinking about it, this is a title fight. 
<laughs> really? I mean, this is a title this fight. Is a title this fight. is a title fight for the. If this is WWE, <laughs> they'd be fighting for the vacant title right now, uh, in in the middle of the card. But uh, Giannis Santos, coming off of a loss to Holly Holm, which was the easiest fate of all time, which I believe she was coming off the baby, which is always uh, when women get pregnant and they fight. You know, I can't imagine it's easy to train for a fight after you just had a child. So that's always a yeah. ultimate fate. Unfortunately, that's just the uh, <laughs> nature of the game. Carol Hosa is coming off of a uh, loss to Norma Dumont. And before that, brutal. she won a majority decision against Lena Landsberg. This also is brutal. a disgusting uh, fight to try and she handicap or bet. She got by Lena Landsberg that fight. I like Giannis yeah, Santos uh, I mean, here, dude. And I, I, I'm not probably going to bet anything, but... And she's the underdog. She's plus one forty. I just that's this is one of those fights where I'm just gonna bet whoever the underdog is. Yeah, this is dog or pass for sure. I think. Uh, I mean, Hosa, all of her fights in the UFC have gone to decision. She has a majority. She has a split. Um, she got out wrestled by Sarah McMahon, but then she out wrestled uh, Jocelyn Edwards, Vanessa Mello. She had a stand up war with Lara Procopio back in the day. Oh my god. Yeah, her her volume has pretty much just gone down. Carol Hosa has. I had money on her in her last fight against Norma, and that was just a pathetic performance. I mean, Rosa stepping in for uh, Macy Chasson. Uh, Yana's not great at taking at stopping takedowns. That's my only yeah. edge in this fight. Uh, she's less than a fifty percent takedown defense in her last fight. Holly Holm four takedowns, um, almost ten minutes of control. Uh, when she fought Catlin Vieira, I think she won that fight. But she got taken down three times, controlled for about eight minutes. She had some control of her own. I think she's pretty tough in the clinch. Uh, you know, when she fought Aspen Ladd, she got taken down a couple times. Um, she also took Lena Land. She had a better win against Lena Landsberg than Carol Hosa, but context definitely matters here. I, I don't know, man. I think both fighters are kind of, um, you know, they're not like super old. I think Carol Hosa's 28. It's fucking crazy. Uh, and Yana is 33, so. I just think they're both in a really shitty stage of their career. I think they're pretty much done. Uh, two of her last three, she has lost to Carol Hosa, and two in a row for Yana Santos since having a baby. I think, um, yeah, I think it's dog or pass here, but I'm, I'm good. I'm probably going to, my prediction is probably going to be Carol Hosa by decision. I wonder what that would be. Uh, the number on here, I can get that for you right away, sir. Uh, it's a. Plus 115. Yeah. Uh, but by split, Carol Hosa by split or majority plus six fifty. Yana by split or majority plus nine hundred. I'm just saying, technically a draw plus eight thousand off from the plus sixty six hundred. Wow, there's too much money I in the know. pot now. I don't know. Um, I think this is going to be a close and kind of just terrible, terrible fight. Like if the, if you could give me odds on this fight being objectively objectively bad, I would hammer it. You know, minus two hundred that the fight sucks. Yeah, yeah. if minus there was ju- fight, people to judge the fight if it's trash. <laughs> I would fucking fire this, that. <laughs> will we hear booze at any point? Actually, we're at the apex, so maybe not. If we were in Jacksonville, wow, man. Will Mark Zuckerberg 900? hop into the cage? Plus 9,000. <laughs> will will Elon, Elon Musk show his face and his body of milk? That shit is a joke, his by the way. bag of milk that shit just body pisses like. me off, man. It's just like, I mean, do you remember when Joe Rogan literally almost fought Wesley Snipes? Yeah. I do. I do. Wesley Snipes was about to go to jail, and he's like, fuck, how can I make some money before I go to jail? Fuck it, I'll fight I'll Joe fight Rogan. I'll fight Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, this is so crazy. And it actually almost happened. Joe Rogan um, could you know, Wesley, Wesley Snipes had to go to jail, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Blade. Uh, you know, Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather, he could put his jail sentence off. Wesley Snipes could not. But back to the fights. Yeah, I don't have anything on this. It's no. just going to be bad. So. I'm staying away as yeah, well. 
No, you're not putting the, the in my the private life. life the house I, in my private life, Santos. I will be betting Giannis Santos. But uh, I thought you told your mom before the podcast. Or I thought you told your sweet mother that she needs to put her 401k on Giannis. Santos. I I tried to talk her into it, but she said, "Wasn't her name Kunitskaya?" I said, "No, no, she's married now, and her husband <laughs> just got popped for steroids." So it's like you don't. Uh, it was a really confusing conversation. I couldn't get her on my side though. She probably was not happy with that conversation. The Kunitskaya Santos family is. Uh, They've been, they're going through a lot, but I hope they have a good marriage and a beautiful, beautiful kid because I think they're both good looking humans. So I think they're uh, probably going to produce an absolute Russian Brazilian monster that we're going to see in 15, 20 years. And that baby's name was Bruno Fajeda. No. Uh, <laughs> how about Grum Kudaladze getting back in there against Elvis Brenner? Elvis Brenner, they're really throwing this poor guy to the wolves. Uh, you know, the first Elvis fight against Tukakov. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, not exactly a. It was a confusing fight. I didn't think it was a robbery or anything by by any means. But uh, Elvis Brenner is a submission specialist. He's got eleven of his fourteen wins are by submission. Uh, he's fighting Garam Kudalatse, who uh, seems like can't get in there. The Georgian Viking. He's either good to go or he has to pull. He's pulled out of a lot of fights, man. It seems like or he's gotten pull out hurt. King. Pull out King, man. That's like sometimes in some aspects of life that is a good trait to have, but. Uh, his his pull out of Don Mage was not uh, not a good luck. But last time, I mean, what he's got two fights in the last three years, essentially. Yeah, so uh, I don't really know what to make of him. Uh, I, each time he gets in there, I see something. Uh, it is he got a win against Gamrot, which looks great now, but that was three years ago. And then he gets in there last June against Ismagulov, and it's a close fight, but he lost. So now, like I I just don't understand this number. It's it's minus seven hundred for Kudaladze, plus four seventy five for uh, Elvis. I, I I don't I don't feel comfortable with this at all. Yeah, um, all three all three of their combined UFC fights have gone to split decision. I think that's something to watch. Elvis Brenner eleven and zero by stub, one and zero by KO TKO, two and three in decision. So. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I think Kudaladze he's four and two in decisions, one and one sub, seven zero KO TKO. It's going to be a weird fight. It's going to be a very interesting fight. I know the odds might say it's going to be a blowout. I'm kind of with you. I don't know about that. I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily buy into that. Yeah, um, it's just confusing. I, yeah, it is. It is a little confusing. I think Garam has some of the best kicks in the UFC. I mean, he's a nasty kicker. When he fought Gamrot, that's pretty much what kind of helped separate him and help keep him at distance. Um, man, <laughs> this you know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think I would probably take Gurum before Elvis came to the UFC. He did lose a couple fights. He did get decisioned by a couple guys that he probably shouldn't lose to. And, uh, Gurum has, who's he lost to? You know, back in the, back in the regional scene, Oliver Enkamp. Wow. I did not know he lost to Oliver Enkamp. Oliver Enkamp was supposed to be, you know, the next Swedish fighter up and coming. And that obviously didn't work. He fought once in the UFC, twice in the UFC and got smoked both times. So. Went to Bellator, won some fights, and then he lost to Kyle Crutchmer. I remember him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they both have, you know, early losses. They've rebounded. They're both, what, let's see, Garam's 31. Elvis Brenner, I think, is like 25, yeah. So, they both have, they're both 5'10", 5'11", with 7'2". Yeah, it's match A lot of similarities. Yeah. Man. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, most of, most of uh, Garam's wins are by KO or decision. Elvis's is my sub. So it seems like if Elvis can get him in a precarious situation, he, he might get that sub. I would like to see what Elvis Brenner is by sub. Uh, 
yeah, he's plus 1,100. I think that's kind of crazy, but it's probably, you know, it probably won't happen, right? The odds are the odds are where they are for a reason. So I'm going to take Guram. I think he's going to win a three-round decision. I think he's probably got the better cardio. I think he's, you know, better on the feet, got those great kicks. I think the kicks are going to be something to look out for. I think that could possibly be a fight ender or leading to a fight ender. Um, Guram inside the distance is plus minus 120. Yeah, I don't really love that. It's funny. He's minus 120 in the distance. Elvis Brenner is plus 1,200 inside the distance. It just Every every line is a bit off, but I, I think we're going to end up seeing Guram win the fight. So, uh, you know. I have a bet for you. Maybe. All right. Let's hear it. This fight goes through decision, minus 105. Okay. I don't see why not. Again, three fights in their careers for them combined in the UFC, all split decisions. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't mind that whatsoever. I, like I think that maybe, I think maybe, uh, Guram keeps him at bay, keeps him uh, away from him. Right. And kind of fights his fight. Maybe he gets taken down. Maybe he loses a record, maybe loses some minutes, uh, but then works his way back up and probably just punishes him on the feet. But yeah, they go 15 minutes. I like that a lot. I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to take that with you. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's ride into the let's ride into the sunset together, man. After we cash I, out this huge bet, I like it. Hold my hand. I um, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I think as of recent, I have been taking some uh, some like over unders or fight does or fight doesn't go the distance or the fight ends in it's a, a good sub bet. between like two crazy submission guys. You know what I mean? Like instead of taking one fighter or the other, maybe just maybe just uh, bet how the fight goes. You know, yeah. not necessarily the winner of the fight, but how the, uh, the fight translates. So I like that a lot and uh, I'm on board. I think I'm a, a bet for these next last two fights. Also, are you taking that? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Uh, Ivana Petrovic. She's getting in there against Luana Carolina. Uh, who is the favorite here? That's right. Ivana is Ivana. minus two twenty five two thirty to Luana Carolina's plus one eighty five one eighty. Uh, I like Petrovich here, but I, because I, I, I just, this is, I'm always on the fade Luana Carolina uh, bandwagon, especially after she got bodied by Molly McCann, and then Joanne Wood went to <laughs> war with her in a split decision, but that doesn't mean much these days anymore. So, uh, do you know much about this uh, Miss Petrovich? Uh, I know she's, she looks smoking hot. I know that. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. Our, our she- game, man. We're talking about our game. Her top game is fucking good, man. Right, She's got man. some nasty, disgusting top. I know she was the RSFC champ. Uh, she fought on her last fight. She fought on the same card as Lariano Staropoli, your boy. I think she was the co-main. She won the belt that at 125. Boy, man. He won the. <laughs> he, won, <laughs> he, won, he won the belt at 170. So they both won belts in the same night. Um, I do like AFC, RSFC. It's where a lot of French fighters come come from. Um, the problem is, I mean, we just haven't seen her, right? We just know nothing about her. She has one regional or one amateur loss to Charlie Crochet, whoever the, that may be. Uh, she's 0-1 as a pro. So, I mean, you know, she has some amateur decisions. Uh, her wins as a pro, three KOs, two subs, and a decision. I mean, it looks like she is a grappler. It looks like she is a sub, sub fighter. She's fighting out in Norway. Interesting. I love my. I love me a Norwegian fighter. It looks like she might be Croatian. Is that what that flag is? I think so. I'm not sure though. 
and Yurko Krokop would be proud. She's pretty big. She's 5'8", 70-inch reach. Um, Luana Dredd, Carolina, is usually the, the bigger, longer fighter. I mean, Luana Carolina is not good. Let's, let's, no. we can put let's that just nip right that now. in the bud right now. She's been taken down in two times each in her last three fights, but it, uh, and also once before that. But if you look at who she's fought, I mean, Loopy, she beat Loopy. She, she beat Loopy pretty easily. Um, she lost to Molly, yeah, you know, not, not great, but, and she also lost to Joanne Wood. But she, she did pretty well in that fight. She landed 100 strikes. I mean, the volume's kind of there with her. When she fought Priscilla Cachoeira, she outvolumed her easily. Took her, she knocked her down. She had a couple subs. The Lipsky fight was a quick knee bar. She got her knee ripped off of her body, which was unfortunate, but took some time off and won two in a row, and now has lost two in a row. So I guess it's really, you know, do, do you think this Ivana Petrovic chick is legit? I don't know. I think the reason that she's a big favorite, I think the reason she's kind of getting a quote-unquote layup in Luana Carolina is because she's undefeated. She has some subs, and she's good-looking. I think that's really – it's a big push in the UFC. I mean, if you're a good-looking woman – you're gonna get put. You're gonna get the push more than Roxanne Modafferi or Vera Jandarova. Oh come on, we you don't need to I mean? take like shots at them. I, come on, know, man. I'm just saying they're not gonna get the push that you know Alexa Grasso would get. Not that Alexa Grasso isn't you know the world champion, um, but look at Mason <laughs> Roxy Barber, did not need the, the the Rainbow <laughs> Fighter, or whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> the Rainbow Princess Warrior Fighter thing. Come on, listen. There's just I'm just saying being a good looking fighter is. Uh, especially as a woman, is really, I don't want to say half the battle, but <laughs> it, it really matters. You know, you have an O next to your name, you look good, you have a lot of followers on Instagram. The MMA per community, myself included, will flock to you. Come on. You know what I mean? It just, it's just how it is. So uh, I don't really doubt that her game's like bad or, or that it's good. Um, she, she has really good size that I think, and she's also super young. Like, you know, is, is there any upside for Luana Carolina? I, I really don't think so. But, I haven't seen it. So for that no. reason, I'm taking Luana Carolina Moneyline plus 180. Give me that in an upset pick. She fights close a wait, lot. Wait, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> She's Yo, in close You fights. took a fucking left turn there, man. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> right, am I putting this on the card? Yeah, I'm going to take Luana Carolina Moneyline. Oh I think she's... God. I mean, you have to imagine she's the better striker. Uh, she has a 75% takedown defense. I think that's, you know, good for something. Uh, when she fought a, uh, a dominant wrestler in Lupi Godinez, she stuffed most of the takedowns and yeah, she won the fight small. easily. She is small. And Ivana Petrovic is very big, but Ivana Petrovic is 6 and 0. Like, she only has six fights and they're, you know, mostly all in Ari's FC against these bums. Bums, man. I don't, I don't know, man. I just don't, I think Luana Carolina. Despite her being not good, I think she has some uh, underdog potential. Um, it's probably not a great bet. It's not a strong bet. Um, I'm going to take her by money line. I'm going to take her money I think um, I think this chick might be uh, might be in for it. I don't know. This is a very blonde pick. Take so, a shot down the field, uh, brother. Take a shot down the field. I'm, str- I'm I'm scrambling to my right. I'm looking to my left. I'm about to go out of bounds. I'm firing this bitch. I'm going Petrovich inside the distance plus two hundred. Uh, I think she's going to smoke this girl. I think Luana, Luana Carolina, Carolina has been finished. Uh, she has been finished. Um, Luana Carolina has been finished by a chick from Croatia. So I think that really that matters. is a good stat right there. So that <laughs> at least we have that going for us. But yeah, listen, I, if I was letting you people know out there, you probably shouldn't bet this one. 
You should not bet. Yeah, this you fight should not bet this all. one. But we are degenerates, and uh, we love we love the action responsibly, of course. So the top, the top control, the top game. We love top it. game, nasty top game. So uh, Alexander Romanov, who reports are he is hefty now. He is no longer uh, that slimmed polar bear that he used to be. He's now put on that uh, winter blubber, and he is now sixteen and two. He used to be undefeated. I mean, this guy was uh, the toast of the town now, and he's just uh, he got. Dominated by Volkov, he looked like a bum against Volkov. If we're being one hundred percent honest, what? I bet him against Volkov. Oh so yeah, we both did. Fun. I thought you said I met him. I'm like, what? I'm like, when did you meet fucking Romanov? Like, it's just a wild ass dude to meet. I just walked in the gym and see yes. there was stuff in his face. How about Bogloy Ivanov though? Uh, Nineteen and five. Uh, he still got that stab wound in the middle of his uh, chest. Not going away. That's that's pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> He, these guys both have recent losses to Marcin Tybora. Uh, I, listen, I don't like either one of these guys. 100% don't like either one of these guys. But I got to wonder why Romanov is the un- underdog here. Or no, I'm well, sorry. He's not. No, he's not. He's not. Well, that's probably why I'm not wondering that. But I guess I'm wondering why the number's so close. Um, I think this is probably a bounce-back spot for Romanov, right? I mean, I think Volkov and, and Tybora, especially... Yeah, if you're if you're not coming in shape against Ty, I think he looked good against Tybur in the first round too. But I think um, this is probably a, probably a bounce back spot. He's younger uh, by like four years. He's bigger. Um, I think he's like six two, six three. But um, I don't know, man. Blago even up all the fights are decisions, right? Um, just an odd. I mean, he took down Derek Lewis a couple times, but lost a split. Took down Ty uh, Ty Toivasa, won that fight. Uh, won kind of a striking match with Ben Rothwell. Uh, and his debut, he got smoked by Junior DeSantos. So I, I really don't know what to make of him. There's pretty much only one reason I'm, I'm taking Blago Ivanov, and that's because Alexander Romanov came on the scales at 264. If he was at 250, 253, or 240, he was 239, I believe, in his fight against um, uh, Chase Sherman. And I think against he came in against uh, Tybora at like 260. And I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't look good. And then he came against Volkov, 260. Uh, I think... First round, Romanov you know, has a pretty good chance of getting him out of there. Uh, I think you know he's bigger. He's probably stronger <clears throat> than Blago Ivanov. Probably more technical, but he's you know he's not he's not a technical fighter himself. I mean he's he's pretty much like I want to pick you up, slam you, and then ground and pound or choke you out. But like you know he he can get bucked off the top. He he can be reversed. He can be also hit. But the main thing with him is. If you get him into the deep rounds, I think that'd be the deep waters. It could be the second round. If you get out of the first round, if you get out of the first four minutes of that first round, you have him right where you want him. And I think Blago Ivanov has had pretty good cardio over his career. I know he's older, but um, I just think he's kind of a grinder, a tough vet who really kind of makes the fight boring and ugly. But um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a finish or got and gotten finished in a while. Last time was when he was in World Series of Fighting against Sean Jordan. Uh, shout out to the LSU Tigers, but um, yeah, I man, I don't know. This is a gross fight. But like I said, uh, Romanov probably just not prepared. I mean, he, he used to be a sumo. He has a sumo background, and he just looks like a sumo wrestler uh, lately with how he's stepping on the scale. Man. So give me, give me, <laughs> give me Blago Ivanov plus one ten. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this line flipped a little, but I'm sure people are hesitant to put their money on Blago Ivanov. But not me. I'm sitting this one out. 
Uh, oh, you I, I want to bet Romanoff so bad, but I don't. Tr- everything you just labeled, I don't trust him. I, I'd like to bet an inside the distance at uh, plus one forty, and maybe like a first round, maybe just him to win the first round plus three sixty, three seventy is what it's at right now. If that's what you want, or maybe like I don't know, maybe him to win in the first one of the first two rounds. You usually can get something like that on Fanduel. Yeah, Some I mean, if you look at his UFC prop. Some sort of his like UFC that. finishes, he has what? A choke, choke, ground pound, Americana, Mr. Romanov. So, uh, first round TKO plus 1200. First round sub plus 475. I think that if you want to bet Romanov, that's what you do. I don't think he does. I don't think he's live at all in the second or third round. Um, will the fight go the distance? Yes, plus 120. That could be interesting. That could be a mo- all of Ivanov's UFC fights go the distance. Does that mean that this one's going to? I think if there was one to not, to not go it would be this one like i think he can finish um alexander romanov if romanov's time romanov will just quit man uh in that volkov fight he he really just quit i know he was getting hammered and stuff but he was just turtling up and was like i'm not i'm not doing this anymore i'm I'm done i'm (laughs) I'm fucking out of here man i'm out of here i there's you know i just gotta i just gotta alert my phone a new a new shipment of twinkies came in my house i gotta get the fuck out of here oh come on come on i mean i i I got a steak lobster twinkie dinner you have that much blubber like it's that that, that's a situation like you know right it's i don't know it happened so quickly because we were like oh man he's you know this is not Sergey Pavlovich body type esque, but like this is a big boy. Like he, you know, he, but he's not that big. He's not fat. But then he comes in looking fat, and you're like, you know, is his mind into it? Is his heart into it? Like, is he really committed anymore? Because that's a drastic difference, man. And obviously, it really dictates if he wins or loses fights. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I got Ivanov. It's going to be a very gross affair. Uh, I got you even of money line plus one ten. I am going to sit this out. You have seven plays. I have nine plays. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are locked in for UFC Vegas seventy six from the Apex tomorrow afternoon. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the podcast, enjoy the show. Uh, get your picks in, man. I hope you guys all win some money. Or you know, honestly, guys, I respect it even if you fade us. If you think these bozos have nothing, have nothing to give me. <laughs> I just listened to this whole bullshit-ass podcast, and I think the, all their picks suck. Go ahead and fade us, man. You probably, on the year, yeah, you you'd be up. You would be <laughs> up. But it's not that easy because we're betting props and stuff, and uh, you you got to figure out what prop you want to bet, pal. All right? So it's not, yeah. it's not as easy as picking winners and losers here. We're, we're, we're doing that high-level through the underwater chess. Shout-out to the Hungry Hungry Hippos. My name is Matt McSweeney. That is... <laughs> This is Ty Capone, as always. Also, Sean Brady is out of this fight with JDM. No. Very upset about that. Yeah, so that sucks. I saw uh, Kevin Holland's going to step in. There were, oh, man. He wants that'd be, to. That would be awesome, honestly. And then he uh, still wants to fight Kiesa. All right, well. Yeah, he's always, it's always got to be something things, extra, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, let's just, you know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, well. Yeah, no boxing this weekend either. I mean, we have some Jared Big Baby Anderson taking on Charles Martin on short notice. Um, Charles Martin's going to get absolutely sent to hell. I think he might get sent out of the ring. Um, oh, 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 he's out of the ring. Oh, <laughs> he's out of the ring. Oh, my. Uh, that, that message Jim Lampley. Oh, my. Hey, my dad met Jim Lampley. Jim Lampley once said so he was a great man. So Hey, he, he's a good, he was a good play-by-play guy, man. He really was. So that's all we got for boxing. Uh, we're really just gearing up for the end of July. And also, we're about to be in the beginning of July. I can't, I can't believe it. It's this crazy. year is flying by. My life's flying by. 
What is life? We got a pay-per-view card next week, too, which is kind of sneaking up on us. We'll have a whole breakdown That'll of that, That'll be too. really good, man. I can't wait for that. We're going to talk about with this card from this week. We're going to have another show. And the show keeps rolling, ladies and gentlemen. Shoulder strikes. We have some sports to talk about. I know I've kind of dropped the ball on that recently, but we will get back into it Oh yeah, uh, next week. We have some James Harden news to talk about. Uh, Trader. <clears throat> we have some some... NHL drip. How about the Flyers? Flyers and Blackhawks taking some swings for the fences, man. Uh, both of them have great drafts, uh, great first rounds. Uh, football, baby. We're almost there. Uh, maybe not almost, but we're, get, we're getting there. Yeah. Football's almost back. I can't wait. I'm trying to book this Chiefs-Eagles trip uh, for the end of November. It's going to be very expensive, but I, I will be there. I was there when they beat us in the Super Bowl. I am back for blood, motherfucker. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. We will be back next week. Enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen, and happy 4th of July. Drink responsibly.